Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning, but before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for the seasons and the beautiful things that you created, Lord, all the creatures, the birds, and the little fluffy bunnies, Lord. We thank you for those things, and we thank you for this time together in your word to share what you have spoken to each and every one of us, Lord, so that we can grow and mature in you, God. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, that they're being blessed, Lord, and that they're able to listen to this podcast this morning, God, and we ask that you bless them as they go to work or wherever it is that you're sending them in the world, Lord, and that they are the light that you called them to be, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue in our study of the Word and in the book of Acts. Now, we are in chapter 1, but this morning we are going to cover... Chapter 21, honey? Uh, excuse me, yes, 21. That's <laughs> okay. yes. Chapter 21, and we're going to cover... Verses 15 through 25. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. After those days, we packed, and w- we packed and went up to Jerusalem. Also, some of the disciples from Caesarea went, up, went with us and brought with them a certain Manasseh and a Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we were to lodge. And when we came to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. On the following day, Paul went in with us to James, and all the elders were present. When he had greeted them, he told them in detail those things which God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord. And they said to him, You see, brother, how many myriads of Jews there are who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law. But they have been informed about you that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, nor to walk according to the customs. What then? The assembly must certainly meet, for they will hear that you have come. Therefore do what we tell you. We have four men who have taken a vow. Take them and be purified in second. with them, and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads, and that all may know that... Those things of which they have been informed concerning you are nothing, but that you yourself also walk or, walk orderly and keep the law. But concerning the Gentiles who believe, we have written and decided that they should observe no such thing except that they should keep themselves from those things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality. Mm. Well, amen. So, at this time, we're going to proceed with our I'll say normal custom, which is to open the floor up and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you may have. Sweetheart, didn't you have something that you wanted to share to bring, um, you know, maybe a little historical background or um, provide some insight to this section? Well, um, yes, uh, I could do that. Okay, let's start with that one. So you see this... If you recall back 
in Acts 15, right? This was the same issue again. The same, uh, well, I'll say from when, when Paul returned from one of his missionary journeys. And he finally gets before the elders. And they're the ones that prescribed, if you will, the same thing. Which, which they just brought up, right? Not to um, they should observe no such thing, except that they should keep themselves from things offered idols, from blood, from things strangled, from sexual immorality, and then also give to the poor, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the very thing that Paul says, hey, I was eager to do, like mm-hmm. concerning the Gentiles, right? So this comes up again. So now Paul is being, if you will, urged to make peace. But it's it's amazing how, and you can look at it one of two ways, right? We can look at this and say, oh, well, there's still disagreement amongst the brethren, right? It's real easy to, to get that. Or here it is, they're trying again to get Paul to, to, I'll say, relinquish authority or submit to them and their perspective of things, right? Mm-hmm. It would be easy to, to denote that, but this is not talking about if you will, circumcision, that while they are acknowledging, hey, there is the law, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. There are there are those that have, if you will, converted to Christianity. It, it's more they became Messianic Jews. They're still Jews, and, and they believe in Christ, mm-hmm. in the Messiah, and that Jesus is the Christ or the Messiah, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the, the bigger thing here. It's not about... Um, again, circumcision. He wasn't teaching against Moses because if you study out Moses, you'll find that even concerning Abraham, it was not about a circumcision of the flesh, if you will. It was about a circumcision of the heart, if you really study that out. Mm -hmm. And it was about Abraham's obedience to the Lord. The law was about, are you going to follow God's ways and his rules, or are you going to try to make them make your own and be your own God? So that that's also something that was included in that. And Abraham was not a Jew. Absolutely. The Jewish people came out of him, but he himself was a Chaldean. Was from Ur of Chaldea, amen. Right. And so was Jacob, his grandson. The The thing is, the Lord said, this is who you are, and this and, is the nation I've called you to be. And changed his name amen. to Israel, and then his descendants... God made into the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. And then that was they the name of the, the land Lord. as well. Right. So it was, it was again by faith. Mm-hmm. They believed the Lord, that they were changed, that they were a new creation. They mm-hmm. were a, I'll say, a new people in the Lord. They were who God said they were. Amen. And again, what the Lord was looking for from Abraham was his faith. And the demonstration that we believe God is that we obey him. By faith, Abraham offered up Isaac mm-hmm. when the Lord asked. It was by faith. It wasn't out of legalism. So that is what the Lord has always been looking for, which is, like you said, our hearts. Amen. If we believe him, then we'll obey him. And if we obey him, then that means we love him. So so I bring this up because it's important. It's easy to, for us to get a to misperceive what's happening here or misunderstand what's happening here, mm-hmm. right? It's not, again, a continuation of uh, clearly something that was so hotly contested, like circumcision. 
mm-hmm. of the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Which we see in Acts 15, but also in, in Galatians and in Romans, how Paul repeatedly brings this up and he's saying that it's not about your flesh. It's mm-hmm. about your your heart. And he's saying we, we've observed these, you know, the circumcision of the flesh. He's like, but that's, that's not what this is about. He's like, you don't have to go and do these ritualistic things. The Lord is looking for your heart. Mm-hmm. So, so much to the point where, again, he contested with Peter about it because Peter was, if you will, going back and forth, right? Flip-flopping. He already acknowledged and even preached to the Gentiles, hey, the Lord's bringing them in just like he is. And they've done no ceremonial washings. They've <laughs> right. kept no feasts. They've done... But then he was trying mm-hmm. to appease his his brethren. And by that, I mean the Jews mm-hmm. and the rituals, the things that he had, Peter, had no doubt grown up with his whole life. Mm-hmm. And had observed and all those things, and there was nothing against that. But the Lord was always talking about a deeper thing. Mm-hmm. So I bring that up because that's not what this is about. They had followed, if you will, the law in that, again, they kept themselves from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality, which was all the things that they had discussed or and that the elders the apostles, the first apostles, the disciples that were then apostles, the ones that walked with Jesus while he was here in the flesh on earth, right? That's what they had encouraged them to do. But it talks about them here taking a vow, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is the, I think, the key for us. It, it wasn't about, if you will, again, just the rituals. Paul says very plainly, he says that he makes himself, or I'll, I'll just read it. Let me get there and read it. It's in Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 19, oh, sorry, 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23 says this. He says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law. Not being without law towards God, but under law towards Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all men, all means excuse me, save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be a partaker of it with you. (laughs) So he is not not just appeasing his brethren here. He's doing it with the aim of being able to win more, right? So what was the vow that these other four individuals had taken? And they were encouraging Paul and the people he was traveling with to do. And it is possible that it was what's listed in Numbers 6, literally verses 1 through 21, so we're not going to read all of that, which is the Nazarite vow. It requires no cutting of flesh, except right, there's a, a cutting of hair, right, which then is burnt on the altar after the days of purification. But again, I bring that up because Paul <laughs> writes in multiple places, especially Romans, he's like, beware of the mutilation, saying it's not about those things, right? But 
by doing by taking this Nazarite vow for this time, they now the elders of the church, if you will, in Jerusalem. So Peter and James and right Jesus's brother James mm-hmm. could say, "Look, no, these people have been doing the Lord's work, and they're still observing the law in an effort to win more, more people that." Uh, or I was like, make more Messianic Jews, not just Jews of the traditional sense, mm-hmm. but those that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I think it's important going into that to understand what's happening and and what isn't happening. Mm-hmm. That it's not a continuation and there's been all this time and years of arguing and offense and and all that, right? Because it's easy to just look at even the title, right? It says Paul, uh, for most Bibles, it says something to the effect of Paul's urge to make peace. Well, Paul has been at peace the whole time in in, in the sense of towards his brethren. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not had offense or unforgiveness or any of those things, right? Yes. Uh, yes. And I say that on the one hand, right? Because clearly there have been some very tumultuous things in his life and in his experience and even what he is getting ready to experience. Mm-hmm. So just understanding the, the broader context of what's happening here. Absolutely. Any questions on that? Is that I know it's, it's a lot. No, it, it's not any. I think it's good, good information. Um, I think something that also is important to keep in mind for me is that the Holy Spirit has been leading Paul the entire way. And providing insight, revelation, guidance, all of those things this entire time. So I don't think that Paul broke fellowship with the Holy Spirit now to um, look at things after the natural or to try to avoid trouble. He was just walking in the continuation of what the Holy Spirit was leading him to do. And um, while the disciples, I'm sure they were listening to the Holy Spirit as well, but the the mindset of Paul clearly was not to avoid trouble because he would have never gone there in the first place. Right? Yes. 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 He had been told in every city over an extended period of time, hey, trouble's coming. Hey, tribulation and chains. Hey, (laughs) you're going to be bound. So So Paul fully understood that when he got to Jerusalem, whether it was day one or day 15 or day 10 or 11, he was going to find be faced with this this tribulation, this trouble from the people, and be bound in chains. So this part, I believe, is still him following the Holy Spirit and um, walking with walking things out with the Holy Spirit. And I believe the the disciples that he met with, or the the elders that he met with, were likely following the Holy Spirit as well, especially James. And they may not have ha- might not have had the full revelation or understanding of what the Lord intended to do through Paul. But at the same time, this actually kind of catapulted. It triggered Absolutely. the situation, as we'll see in in further. Um, you know, as we continue in the, cha- the chapter, yeah, yeah, we'll see that it triggered the event. So, in all things, we we oftentimes think about the plan of God in natural terms. We put on a natural lens and then we go, man, if we had just avoided that, then trouble wouldn't have come. Well, the Lord might have intended for the trouble to be stirred up because that was his plan to deliver you out of the trouble or that led to the next um, phase, for example. 
when it was time for Jesus to go to the cross, right? Yes. Trouble was stirred up, whether the Lord, in even though the Lord had done nothing to incite the trouble, but anything he did, the trouble was coming because the Lord said, now it's time for that. So not that God is causing the trouble, but he certainly knows how to maneuver and get the enemy to spring his traps. So it's it's okay for us just to keep walking with the Lord as we go throughout our life, but also see that this is just a continuation of the Holy Spirit guiding. Amen. And, and you know, it mentions here in, in verse 20 how Peter is talking with clearly Paul about, or Peter and James, excuse me, James was talking with Paul and says how there's myriads of Jews that have have converted. Mm-hmm. But it says they're all zealous of the law, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I can understand because I have seen that myself. The difference is this. In many cases, usually almost all, the traditions, the religious traditions, the, the customs, the law, right, was followed in replace as a replacement for Christ. But then when they come into a knowledge of Christ and a relationship with him, yes, they are absolutely zealous to keep the law and the customs and the traditions, but why? Because now they understand that each one pointed to Christ and the meaning, the significance behind it, how each thing speaks to something about Christ. Mm-hmm. And not that there's anything wrong with the traditions themselves. What Paul is teaching is that they're not a substitute for them. They're not the, the works or how you get into mm-hmm. or re, to re-enter the heavenly community, which is the difference, right? So there's this, this conversation that has to do with, this is what they have heard that you have taught and how you live, right? So there's... I'll say in a similar way to the law and the prophets, right? The Old Testament. There is many of the prophets had you act out, you know, something prophetically of what the Lord was doing or going to have happened or whatever, right? So you have a, a similarity to that here where Paul's like, no, I, I'm just like you because he was. He was a Jew. Uh, he was uh, Jewish and he was a Roman citizen, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. So there was no difference there. He in and as we see in other places, he goes into his, I'll say, bona fides, mm-hmm. and they are intense and robust. Uh, he he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, right? So mm-hmm. yes, he he was blameless in the law. He he says right. I mean that's his own report. But wait, look at who, all the people or in, in Gamaliel who he was studying studying under. Mm-hmm. Right, so. That was not just his own report. That was the report of many at that time until he then chose to follow Christ. And he said all that was rubbish. It was garbage. Because he had all these laws without actually having a relationship with the giver of the law. Which, not Moses, that was the Lord. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, I just want to encourage each of us to ensure that we have a relationship with the Lord today. That it, That is a personal, deep, and intimate relationship with Him, not just one through traditions and customs and, 
and laws and regulations or potentially even forced out of obligation. But you know that you know you have your own relationship with the Lord, that he's your God and you're his, his people, his servant, which is a wonderful thing because even though we say he's your God and you're his servant, this is how the Lord has set it up, that that relationship is like a father to his child, that he is your heavenly father and that you are his child. Mm-hmm. Which, which I know of no other religion that that is the, I'll say, the structure and the, the makeup of how that relationship is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Only It's only found in Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us an opportunity to hear from you, Lord, and just showing us what's right and what's wrong, Lord, and just giving us the right thing to do, Lord, and so that we're able to walk into your plan fully, Lord, and that we don't mess anything up, Lord. And, Lord, I also just thank you for just providing for us with your um understanding, Lord, and just making aware that you would still your understanding to us, Lord, so that we're able to understand all things, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.